When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, five minutes after five o'clock on a finally Friday morning. Well, it looks like a late development when it comes to our livestock sighting bill here in the state of Wisconsin. A stakeholder wants to change things up a little too dramatically for a lot of the agricultural groups involved. That bill has been pulled and will not see action this session. We're talking about it after 5.30 with Debbie Towns, representing the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Stick around for that. If you're working with Compure Financial, you may have already gotten a little good news. Patronage dividends are on their way out to their clientele. Rod Hebring, president and CEO of Compure Financial, explains how they were able to give patronage back to their customers in a downtime for the U.S. ag economy overall. He's got the story. The story weather-wise is it's getting better every hour. Just hang on for today. It looks like we'll have sunshine back in the forecast. The daytime highs today expected to be around 35 degrees. Tomorrow up to 42. Sunday up to 45 degrees in southern Wisconsin. That should make travel pretty easy for folks that are, like me, headed to the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Winter Conference. That's today and tomorrow. Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Myself and Caitlin Riley will look forward to seeing you there. Ever walk across your cornfield and find a nice surprise? Like that favorite vice grip that fell off the planter last spring. Well, next fall, you might just come upon an even bigger treasure. More corn, thanks to Acuron Herbicide. Acuron gives you 5 to 15 more bushels an acre than any other herbicide when used in a pre-emergence application at full label rates. To discover your 5 to 15 bushels, talk to your Syngenta retailer. Acuron yield advantage range based on 2016 Syngenta and university trials. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Those of us in agriculture, especially when it comes to dealing with livestock of any sort, know that anything can go wrong really at any moment in time. Josh Gramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I know that when my family was showing South Downs all across the country, we were driving them from state fair to state fair. Hauling 20 sheep in a livestock trailer, it was pretty easy for something to go wrong. And Reba, you recently spoke with somebody that kind of deals with stuff like that, correct? Absolutely, Josh. This is Reba McClone, also from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I had the chance to talk with Dr. Howard Ketover, who is one of the founders of WALAR, which is the Wisconsin Large Animal Emergency Response. And they do a lot of working with officials on how to correctly work with large animals when you're in one of those worst of situations. And so I asked him, what exactly do you do in WALAR? We uh, are, are incorporated and in, in, in organized to create better outcomes for our horses and cattle, uh, as well as our veterinarians and first responders when dealing with horses and cattle in, in emergency situations. So what are some of those situations that you would be called out for? The most common reason we, we, we get called out is a single animal incident. Uh, that We've got a, a horse or a cow or a couple cows or a couple horses uh, either in a position that they can't get themselves out of, stuck in a mud, stuck in a slurry pit, um, down on the barnyard 
hard ice. Uh, those types of things are probably the most common. Uh, and then we start looking at some of the more, uh, a little less common, but some of the uh, auto accidents, uh, trailer accidents, and, and those types of situations, or, or horses down, stuck in a barn too, uh, stuck in a stall. And so are you mostly based out of southern Wisconsin then? We are. Uh, we're, we're, we're based out of the Madison area. Uh, our, our, all of our uh, members and, and volunteers are in the general Madison area. Um, uh, and uh, we, the farthest we've responded is about three hours. Uh, the, primarily what we do, though, our, our, our big push and our big goal is education. Uh, we do a, a, a lot of teaching uh, in and around uh, the, the veterinary school uh, and southern Wisconsin uh, fire departments, law enforcement. So within those educational seminars, what are you trying to get the people in them to understand? And that might be different based on if they're in the vet school versus if they're at a local fire department. Yeah, absolutely. The the, the things we push with, with the education things is, is absolutely based on what group we're speaking with. Uh, when we're talking with veterinarians, we're talking about patient management, uh, you know, technical rescue or manipulating these down patients in a way that is safe for the, the, the veterinarians, safe for the veterinary technician, safe for the, 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 the owners of the animals, and then trying to get those animals out uh, on the back side with with a good outcome. Uh, when I went through veterinary school, we didn't have any of this type of education. We didn't we weren't taught how to manipulate down patients. Uh, we had all sorts of things for when they were sick, when they were standing, and all those types of things, but nothing for when they were down. So really, what we push for the veterinary students is patient management. This is just an extension of patient management. Same way you can take a cat, wrap it up in a towel, and move it from here to there. Well, how do you have a, a, a down 2,000-pound draft horse? How do you move it from here to there uh, without hurting it or causing other harm? When we talk to fire departments, it's a different conversation. That's about public safety. How do we keep things from getting worse? How do we de-escalate the situation? How do we, again, try to get those animals out without causing harm or, or things to them? But also trying to keep those fire departments uh, efficient. You know, we don't want them going out to a, an, an animal incident and being there for hours on end because we don't have the tools to get the job done efficiently. So we try to teach them safety and efficiency. You're located out of southern Wisconsin. Are there other organizations like this across the country, or is this one of the main ones? Uh, no, there are other organizations that that do similar things. Uh, they're all all a little bit different. Uh, some of them are going to be more response oriented. Some of them are going to be more education uh, at the owner, animal owner uh, level. Uh, some of them are going to be more disaster response, the large scale disaster response, i.e., responding to Florida uh, hurricanes, uh, coastal hurricanes, responding to California wildfires, and all of those different regions and zones have different problems and different needs. Uh, and a classic one: every time I go to conventions and talk with other uh, responders from uh, in the southern part of the states uh, they talk about doing a certain technique or trying something and i say that's fine but what are you going to do when it's zero degrees oh we hadn't we hadn't had to deal with that the same way here in wisconsin we don't have to deal with fire ants wouldn't have an idea we don't never want to meet a fire ant (laughs) and you talked about how most of these are single animal incidences i want to bring up one that i think a lot of the people who listen to our show would have known about and that would have been the cattle that got stuck in the slurry pit in wanakee can you kind of tell me how your organization helped with that incident exactly uh, absolutely, uh, we were we were fortunate enough, and the, the, everyone involved was fortunate enough. Uh, some of the firefighters that were called to assist with those those animals that were in the the slurry pit uh, had heard about us uh, word of mouth. They knew about us from other other fire departments uh, out of the Baraboo area, uh, and it said, "Hey, do you guys have the number for Wisconsin Large Animal Emergency Response?" Uh, we went ahead, and, and, and they gave us a call. Uh, and at first, we just said, "Well, is there technical things we can do? What can you recommend?" And, and they told us where they were located, and they were actually only about 13 minutes away from my house. Uh, 
so we were able to get over there with the equipment in the trailer pretty pretty very quickly uh, and be able to uh, just give them some technical advice and some technical uh, concepts on it um, because you know we, we are not members of that fire department we're not going to go down into the, the slurry pit we're not f- fit for their their equipment to use but we were able to help them uh, with with some of our equipment that we were able to use to, to make it easier to get those animals out of there and then also how to get the straps or how to how to manipulate those animals down there we were able to show the firefighters up on top using a, a, a horse model uh, how to put the straps on and how to manipulate that so when they got down in the slurry pit and we couldn't see them they were still able to visualize what they wanted to have happen and were able to execute that pretty effectively really quickly how often are you going on calls like that uh, you know, I, I, my biggest fear is success. Uh, the more we get out there, uh, you know, a, a, an article like this is terrifying to me uh, because uh, the, my, my biggest worry uh, is, is is that we get out and, and, and start doing quite a bit. Uh, 2019 has been our busiest year so far. We're up to 18 uh, responses. Uh, 15 of them happened in February uh, when we had all that freezing rain uh, and ice issues. Uh, we're very, very busy at that period of time for us. Um, so it really depends, and it sort of fluctuates year to year. Uh, I, my biggest hope is that we get out of a job. Uh, we, we do enough education outreach. We teach enough fire departments. We teach enough veterinarians how to do this that we're out of a position. We're out of a job. That would be awesome. I'd love that day. So to help you try and reach that goal, what are some of the quick hints and tips that you have for people who go out there and they see an issue? They've got a horse down, a cow down, something. Something's not right. What are your quick hits and tips to kind of start assessing that situation and hopefully make it where you don't have to come out? Uh, So when when, when we have owners come out to to a situation with a down animal, the first thing I want them to do is take a breath. Slow down, recognize that the animal's down, and your immediate actions probably aren't going to make a big life or death difference for that animal in the next 30 seconds. So slow down, don't rush in, walk around, take a look, see if you can tell why the animal's down. If you feel the need to go in and help that animal, please call and tell somebody that you're about to do that. Let someone know that you're about to do that. So slow it down, again, call, let somebody know you're about to do something. Better than that, if you can wait, wait until more people show up, whether it's your neighbor whether it's your family members, whether it's your veterinarian. I think that would be one of the primary calls you want to make early on is, hey, I've got a down horse, I've got a down cow, I've got a situation I need some help with, get a hold of your veterinarian. And then from there, then we can reach out further. If we need more uh, technical support with uh, tools from the fire department or just manpower, the fire department, you know, they're not obligated to show up for that call. But if we ask nicely, they may come out and give us a hand with that. So slow it down. The next thing I want to have everybody do is don't lose containment. Don't let the situation get worse. Try to keep everything in the the location it's in. Close the barn doors. If you have a horse down in a stall and you open the stall door, make sure the barn doors are closed so the animal can't leave the barn. If you're on a property that has a gate, close the gates. Keep everything as located as you can and and hopefully we don't make a problem a bigger issue, a bigger uh, public safety issue risk with loose animals out on the roads. If you happen to be out and it's in a place where you don't have easy containment, it's not the barn, there was a quick tip you showed that people could use for containment. Uh, absolutely. It's one of those really easy things that we can get. It's available from, from Farm and Fleet, and I, I, I believe it's less than $10. You can get a 1,000 feet of caution tape, and you can keep that in your vehicle, keep that on your farm, and very quickly you can create containment for that situation, create an, an instant fence line. It's not something I'd try to do to set up right on top of that animal to keep them in, but I'd set it 50 feet, 100 feet away from that animal, trying to keep that fence line, create a fence line when there wasn't one there. We can use it on roadways. We can use it any number of places. Very cheap, very affordable, and really expandable very quickly. Is there anything else that people need to know about what you guys are doing, what they can do on their farm to make sure they're not the next call that, or you're not the next call they're having to make? 
Uh, sure. The, the biggest thing I would, I would recommend uh, is planning. Uh, sit down with yourself, sit down with your family members, sit down with your staff, sit down with your neighbors, and come up with a plan. If we have a down animal, what's that going to look like? Who's going to respond? What resources can we bring? How are we going to not make things worse? I was at a conference a number of years ago, and there was a, an individual there that, that had a great saying, and I believe it truly. Those that plan have emergencies. Those that don't have disasters. So the biggest thing that people can do is slow down and plan. One of the organizations or one of the websites that you can go to is ready.gov. It's uh, from the federal government, but it's ready.gov. It's a fantastic website to look at some of those personal planning issues, what you can do and try to help those situations from getting any worse. And if you're interested in finding out more information about the Wisconsin Large Animal Emergency Response, you can head over to their website, which is www.wlaer.org. That's wlaer.org. You can also check them out on Facebook. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. To battle is to fight, to struggle, to overcome, and ultimately for the Marine Corps, it means to win. There is no alternative. It's not just a statement of intent. It's a promise to our nation, a promise kept for more than two centuries, a promise of the Marines. Unleash your inner geek at the largest arcade in Wisconsin, Geeks Mania. Hundreds of the most wanted vintage vids and pins, plus the best new games and the largest six-person X-Men game in the galaxy. Book your corporate event or birthday party in the Namco or the new Nintendo room online at GeeksMania.com. Every birthday child gets a free comic book at Geeks Mania, Odana Road, across from Rust Arrow Kia. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday till midnight. Pay one price, play all day. Unleash your inner geek at Geeks Mania. Learn more at GeeksMania.com. We went to Chalmers looking for our engagement ring. Scott's family of employees, they're just mind-blowing. They're so good, and they care so much about people, and they really work hard to give you exactly what you're looking for, and they're excellent at zeroing in on your style and what you're after and can bring out pieces that you didn't even know you were considering. You just fall in love with everything they show you because they've figured you out. Just their reputation is what brought us in there. And when we were going to go looking for an engagement ring, that was the one and only place we went. Scott Chalmers said, we want to take care of you. I absolutely love it. It's so original and I get so many compliments on it. You know, that they totally made it from scratch. And they just took such good care of us. And it's like, I don't think I'll go anywhere else. Chalmers Jewelers in and Madison. Her barn doors are always open. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. You will be tempted to do that when you hear about our forecast today. Put those barn doors open, uh, take a deep breath of fresh air. We're not there yet, though. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype at 519 on a finally Friday morning. Yeah, it's better out there this morning than it was at this time yesterday, but it's only going to get better. That's the good news. That's it. It's going to improve. It's just... For me, a nice forecast into the weekend because it doesn't require a lot of thought. <laughs> Mother Nature's given us a real treat. And 
even though I've got a little snow chance, I think, well, even mixed precipitation popping up toward Monday, right now it doesn't look all that serious. So several very fine days, a great chance to get out, get some things done. I've got a little idea about cleaning up some space in the yard, getting some snow pushed away and letting that mild air and some sunshine work on it to thaw it out. I bet a lot of people will think of that for the weekend as conditions are going to be very nice. High pressure is off to our south this morning. There is nothing on the weather radar even close to us. Man, the only rain I see is out on the east coast over the Atlantic. And what we're going to talk about will be sunny, nice conditions today. And because that high is off to our south and southeast, our winds will be southwest today. They are going to pump the mild air into the state, warming it up. The winds get a bit stronger. Yeah, it's still going to feel chilly today. Temperatures will head to above freezing, but with the speed of that southwest wind, could even gust up around 25 or 30 miles per hour this afternoon. It will feel chilly, but nonetheless, it's bringing in the mild air, and it's going to melt snow and thaw ice, things like that. That continues right on into Saturday and Sunday. High pressure sliding further east will start to lose its grip. Sunday, I think a few more clouds try to build on in. Low pressure is going to try to build just to our south. Forecast maps have been indicating rain and snow in the mid-Mississippi Valley, edging up toward far southern Wisconsin late Sunday night or on into the day Monday. Monday, almost any of us can see a little light snow, maybe some raindrops with it. I don't expect much for accumulation, but we will have that wet, sloppy kind of precipitation. Fortunately enough, temperatures still above freezing Monday, Tuesday, a little more likelihood of a little snow later Tuesday into Tuesday night. I'll have forecast details right after this. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compure.com. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Wisconsin's number one farm insurer can protect your dairy operation from unexpected declines in revenue from milk sales. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more or talk to your local agent about how dairy revenue protection can fit into your risk management plan. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Almost 523. We still have a little wind chill impacting us out there this morning, Stu, but it sounds like sunshine's going to turn that around. You got that straight. I expect a nice sunny day everywhere, mid and upper 30s. Lacrosse, watch it. You may just about hit 40 today. It's going to warm up like that. Yeah, wind chills this morning, zero, five below here and there. Breezy today with that nicer temperature. Southwest winds this morning, five to 10 will increase. This afternoon, 10 to 20, even gusts to 30. Overnight with a clear sky, we fall back down to around 20. A few upper teens, that's normal. Southwest winds, five to 15. Sunny Saturday, a beautiful day around 40 or just in the low 40s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. Sunny Sunday, partly sunny skies develop, especially in the south and southwest. Low to mid 40s on Sunday. Southwest winds 5 to 10. I'd say into Monday, Pam, a little snow early, some rain and snow in the day. 
uh, upper 30s, and I don't expect we'll get much but a bit of a slop to accumulate even into Monday, but it'll probably be a little slick, you know, on that kind of thing. Sure. So yep. just keep that in the back of your mind, but the weekend looks like a million bucks. Oh, boy. I hope we have turned the corner. I am happy to, you know, say bye-bye to any of the Sub-Zero stuff again and just kind of look forward to spring. Oh, we'll get some of that during March Madness. You know that. <laughs> yeah, that's but. true. Yeah, I, I, of course we will. You bet. All right, man. Have a good weekend. Enjoy that sunshine and warm weather. All right. I'm going to do it. We'll see you Monday. Yep. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, with the good weather details for you on a finally Friday morning. Like I said, we're still starting off a little chilly around our listening area. Lacrosse, for example, you're seven, or make that nine above right now, but your wind chill is minus four. Same in Mauston, 10 above, but it feels like one. Fond du Lac this morning, you're five above, but feels like nine below. Beaver Dam, three above on the thermometer, nine below as far as what it feels like. Madison at the airport, seven above, but it feels like six below. So we'll have to make our way through that kind of business this morning. But the good news is uh, the weekend does look glorious. Hope you'll plan on spending some time with us in Wisconsin Dells today. The Wisconsin Cattlemen's Convention underway. It's 525. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Since 1982, Madison Area Crime Stoppers has been able to help solve nearly 3,500 crimes, recover more than $1.8 million in stolen property, and remove over $5.8 million in illegal drugs off the street. Because of your help, Crime Stoppers has been able to pay out thousands of dollars in tip money to anonymous tipsters. Today, the Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding a homicide investigation in downtown Madison. On Saturday, February 8th, Madison Police, Fire, and EMS were dispatched to the area of 100 North Blair Street for a report of a subject shot at 346 in the afternoon. Officers arrived on scene and located a deceased adult male who suffered wounds consistent with a gunshot. This is not believed to be a random incident. If you have any information regarding this homicide, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Join Case IH at Johnson Tractor's open house Thursday, February 20th at the Judah location. Come for pancakes and a sneak peek of the all-new AFS Connect Case IH Magnum. Presentations will be held at 9 and 11 a.m. Mark it down. Make it there. Johnson Tractor's open house Thursday, February 20th in Judah. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. Have a great time with family and friends at the entertainment environment in the golf suites at Vitense Golfland. Have fun while you watch Packer and Badger football games in your private golf suite. Relax in comfortable chairs and bar top tables as you enjoy food and drink items off the signature hole and grill bar. Served by friendly waitstaff. Top Tracer is available in every bay of the golf suites. Point Games Played Like Darts is an awesome game for any level of golfer, even new players. Watch, eat, practice, and play in the golf suites at Vitense Golfland. We see it all the time. The well-intentioned boyfriend, husband, father-in-law buys you a new ceiling fan or light fixture only to have it sit in your closet for months. We call that the do-it-yourself dilemma. Have EverReady Electric professionally install it for you. Before our family became electricians, we were busy farming. That's where we get our EverReady work ethic. EverReadyElectric.net When it comes to finishing your projects, as always, we're EverReady. Battles aren't won solely on the field. 
That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of Battles Won. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Unleash your inner geek at the largest arcade in Wisconsin, Geeks Mania. Hundreds of the most wanted vintage vids and pins, plus the best new games and the largest six-person X-Men game in the galaxy. Book your corporate event or birthday party in the Namco or the new Nintendo room online at GeeksMania.com. Every birthday child gets a free comic book at Geeks Mania, Odana Road, across from Rust Arrow Kia. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday till midnight. Pay one price, play all day. Unleash your inner geek at Geeks Mania. Learn more at GeeksMania.com. The idea of a 17th regular season game and a 7th playoff team in the NFC and AFC, one of your favorites, because it looks like it's all but a formality now that there will be an extra playoff team and an extra week of the NFL regular season. Your takeaway on both of those? Yeah, I mean, it took a lot of work, obviously, to, to get to this point, especially with the 17-game schedule, guys. That, that That's the trickiest part for these guys to put their bodies through the additional wear and tear. And, and we'll see how the exact specifics you know, play out. They, they wanted to obviously get it done before the new league year started um, so they can, they can move forward with it. Um, Joe, it's a, it's a huge, huge advantage when you look at the playoffs now, <clears throat> excuse me, for the, for the one seed where, you know, in the past those, those top two seeds got the buys. Now, you know, you get that extra week of playoff game, but it's only the one that'll, That'll wind up having having the initial bye week, and and that's huge. I I think I think the last seven Super Bowl champs have had a bye right on on the opening weekend, and you know I, I did the math on this when Green Bay was was in the midst of getting a bye this year, guys, as the two seed. It's it's ninety some percent of the Super Bowl champs uh, since since we've gone to this uh, playoff format, which I think was about thirty years ago, uh, where we had the expansion from five to six. Uh, you know, it was roughly 90% of the Super Bowl champs had a buy on that opening weekend. So now you cut that buy in half, 
it's uh you know it, it it's kind of a slap in the face or it's tougher for that two seed now to overcome it'll what you'll see too joe uh, down the stretch is all these teams you know a lot of these teams that maybe arrested some guys that are still going to be in the hunt for the one seed are going to be fighting like crazy up till up till the final week of the season to to make that happen the the 17 game schedule itself guys i mean it's excuse me it's going to be really interesting how coaches play this with with rest and how they you know how they monitor some playing time for certain guys through the course of the year because this is this is going to be an additional grind uh through the year um and and how exactly you know they play it out and i'm I'm sure we'll see expanded rosters and and more guys uh available uh every single sunday and and that'll help on some level but um but that additional game guys is going to take some wear and tear on on some of these guys, and then you wonder just what you're left standing with when the postseason arrives. And, you know, to that point, Robbie, I mean, that's like, you know, I'm kind of on the fence with that because, you know, you get to week 17 and it's kind of a throwaway game already, right? Because you have, you know, if it's wrapped up and, you know, I know we don't always think about it through this lens, but, you know, from fantasy football or gambling, a lot of people think week 17's a dud. So then if this happens, does that make, Week 18, the dud, does it make 17 and 18? Or do what you said earlier, if there's only one team getting a bye, do those teams that maybe in years past would say, I'm fine with just taking a first-round bye, do teams throw everything in the kitchen sink at it the last two weeks to try and get that number one seed? And you would have seen maybe last year Lamar Jackson playing in week 17 and Tom Brady's in years past playing because they got to protect that home field advantage. Yeah, and not just that, Joe. And your point is is extremely valid there, and it's it's a good one. But but then you look at the back end of that as well. And now we've got fourteen teams into the postseason instead of twelve. Um, so you 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 open up a, a a can there that that allows probably another three, four, five teams in the final week of the season to still be um, available to be you know to to still be in the hunt for a for a postseason. When when you're talking fourteen out of thirty two guys, I mean that's forty four percent of the league. So, you know, you're getting closer and closer to half the league where 12 out of 32 was 37.5%. Um, so, you know, they're jumping it up 6% here of, of the teams they're allowing in, which obviously means, you know, we're going to see a lot more teams fighting for the postseason uh, at, at, at the end of the year. So you may not have as many dud games, Joe. You know, you, you won't have uh, nearly as many 3-12 and 12 versus 3-12 and 12, uh, type of situations anymore, and, and nobody's you know, nobody has anything to play for. Even even those seven and eights and eight and sevens, or I guess at that point in time, guys, it would be eight and eights and, and nine and sevens going into their final regular season game are going to still be on the bubble and on the fence with with a chance to get into the playoffs. So it it, it may actually, it, it'll be really interesting, won't it, Joe? I mean, it may be, but it may work the opposite way that, you know, out of 16 games in the final week of the season, maybe 12 of them have postseason implications or something like that, where in the past, maybe only half of them did. So so that will be pretty interesting as well, and it, and it might be tougher then for some of these teams to rest their guys. Well, if you think about this, visiting with our Packer Insider, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 535 on a finally Friday morning. I hope we've turned the corner as far as our winter weather is concerned. Sunshine on the way today will top out around 35. Tomorrow, 42. And by Sunday, in the mid-40s around southern Wisconsin. Boy, I would love to put our Wisconsin winter in the rearview mirror as far as temperatures are concerned. 
I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. So on this day back in 1972, President Richard Nixon made a historic visit to China. It was the beginning of normalizing relationships between the United States and China, the first president from the United States to be there back on this date in 1972. And how about this? On this date in 1878, the world's first telephone book was issued in New Haven, Connecticut. It had about 50 numbers in it and began a tradition that, quite frankly, probably has enhanced and filled up a lot of landfills across the United States. And now you know. Well, we want you to know that there will be no action at the State House this session on the livestock siting law. There had been a lot of different agricultural groups that were working on consensus, but a late stakeholder change has pulled that bill. Josh Scramlin brings us the details with Debbie Towns from the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Thank you so much, Pam. Good morning to you as well. Back on February 11th on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com, we reported that Senator Howard Markline, Representative Travis Trannell, and Representative Gary Tauken circulated legislation to improve the livestock facility siting rules and statutes. The statement reads that the bill was crafted by a collaborative effort between agriculture groups and local government associations. Now fast forward to February 20th, and we receive a statement from Senator Markline's office in which he said, my goal in crafting the livestock facility siting bill was always to support agriculture while maintaining local control for local governments. Unfortunately, one of the stakeholders raised an issue that we could not overcome in time to complete the bill this session. And to talk about this more, I am joined by Debbie Towns. She is the Director of Government Relations for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Debbie, you guys at Farm Bureau have been heavily involved in this entire process, right? We spent several months in the fall and uh, over Christmas meeting with the local governments and farm groups and trying to uh, whittle down what what were the important issues that we would like to see changed. And we put those together and tried to bring them forward. Uh, Senator Mark Lyon was very gracious about working with us and, and willing to carry the water and put it out there for him. It was important that there was a balance struck between local government and the farm groups. He continually reiterated that, that he wanted it to be a compromise, that both sides needed to be happy with it. And... Um, when we thought we had a product that was there, uh, they had a joint hearing on it between the Assembly Ag Committee and the um, Senate Ag Committee. And then um, it was voted out of committee and uh, scheduled to go to the floor. But um, there were some late-minute misgivings by both the towns and some of the ag groups, and we met and decided that it was maybe not right right now. And so um, it was pulled back and... It's not going to be past the session. Yeah, I think that it that there will be an opportunity to rediscuss it. I think we learned a lot about it. We really had about what's important to different groups that are stakeholders. Okay, well, thank you so much for that. So the statement from before, Senator Markline, who you mentioned, said it was a win-win because it supports ag while still maintaining local government control. And then in a statement that he released on Thursday... He said the change that was requested by one of the stakeholders would have impacted local control, and he was not willing to create an imbalance in the legislation. So had that one stakeholder not have raised concerns, do you think it would have went through? Would you guys still have supported it? We did. We would have, and we still support it. I still think it was a good bill, and it would have benefited agriculture. Uh, but that's, that his statement is true. There uh, was a stakeholder who came to the table yesterday and, and 
they had misgivings and what they wanted to put in would not was not acceptable to the local government. So um, at that point, and because of the lateness of time, we just had to pull it back. Just based on what you've said and the reporting that we've done, you guys at Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation have been involved with this basically since the very beginning. Um, this other stakeholder, uh, from what we've heard, they kind of came in at the 11th hour. Were they not initially involved? Well, they were initially involved. Um, so it kind of surprised the rest of us when they came in uh, at the end here. And so they were initially involved and thought they were on board, but then ended up having issues with it at the end. So um, rather than have what appeared to be an unfavorable balance between local governments and ag, uh, I think we just need to talk about it more. All right. Thank you so much. That is Debbie Towns, the Director of Government Relations for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Referring back to that statement I mentioned earlier from Senator Markline's office, he said, quote, even though the bill will not move forward, I am extremely proud of our work on more than 40 other agriculture-related bills that I've been working on throughout the session. And what will become of this citing legislation? My guess is as good as anyone's right now. But keep it locked to the Midwest Farm Report, and we will bring you updates as they unfold. You can catch the full story at MidwestFarmReport.com. My name is Josh Scramlin, and Pam, back to you. Thanks, Josh. And like he uh, pointed out, they are hoping to revisit the issue of livestock siting ordinances in the state, but this session just flat out of time. It's 541. Ever walk across your cornfield and find a nice surprise? Like that favorite vice grip that fell off the planter last spring. Well, next fall, you might just come upon an even bigger treasure. More corn, thanks to Acuron Herbicide. Acuron gives you 5 to 15 more bushels an acre than any other herbicide when used in a pre-emergence application at full label rates. To discover your 5 to 15 bushels, talk to your Syngenta retailer. Acuron yield advantage range based on 2016 Syngenta and university trials. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. The new calendar year has started off with lower milk production in the state. 2.59 billion pounds of milk produced this January, down 1% compared to January of 2019. And our milk cow numbers are down. 1.26 million head of dairy cows in the state, down 2,000 from December, 10,000 fewer cows than we had January of 2019. And those cows, on average, producing about 5 pounds of milk less this year than they did last. Barrel cheese was unchanged yesterday in Chicago. 40-pound block cheese down a penny at $1.80. Double-A butter on Thursday down two at one seventy-five and a half. Boy, things are quiet in overnight electronic trade. December corn is unchanged at three eighty-eight. November soybeans unchanged at nine seventeen. July wheat up a quarter of a cent at five fifty-nine. So around our area, Lacrosse has cash corn at three sixty-one. New crop at three fifty. Cash beans in Lacrosse eight sixty-six. New crop at eight seventy-seven. Mauston cash corn at three sixty. New crop three forty-three. Cash beans in Mauston eight twenty-two. New crop at eight twenty-two. New wheat at four eighty-three. In Sauk City and Beaver Dam, cash corn three sixty-three. New crop three fifty-four. Cash beans eight twenty-seven. New crop eight thirty-seven. Cottage Grove cash corn at three sixty. New crop at three sixty-one. Cash beans eight twenty-two. New crop eight forty-one. New wheat at four ninety-seven a bushel. If you do business with Compure Financial, a nice surprise in your mailbox, patronage dividends. Talking about it with their president and CEO, Rod Hebring, next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
I-39 Supply would like to take a moment of your time to talk about snowmobile cruelty. If you're cold, they're cold. Bring them in and get an enclosed trailer. Five miles south of Portage, I-39Supply.com. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. Join Case IH at Johnson Tractor's Open House Friday, February 21st at the Janesville location. Come for pancakes and a sneak peek of the all-new AFS Connect Case IH Magnum. Presentations will be held at 9 and 11 a.m. Mark it down. Make it there. Johnson Tractor's Open House Friday, February 21st in Janesville. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Jewelry is always the perfect gift for that special someone. You want to go to Goodman's Jewelers, where they have the experience and patience to work with you to find that perfect diamond. Pendant necklace, diamond earrings, engagement ring. It'll be a one of a kind and all yours at Goodman's Jewelers, a couple blocks from the Capitol on State Street. If Old McDonald was real and actually had a farm, she'd talk about it. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Lots of conversations going on around farm country these days, trying to get everything lined up for the growing season of 2020. It's time again to touch base with our friends from Compure Financial. Of course, they are intertwined with all of Wisconsin agriculture. You can find more details online, compure.com, or I always encourage you, check in with any of the Compure agents that are near you. They've got offices all over our listening area, and they're ready to partner up with you and figure out uh, what answers you can get for the growing season of 2020. Joining us now, Rod Hembrink, CEO of uh, Compure Financial. And we are talking, Rod, about, you know, like I said, this is the time of the year when we're having a lot of conversation with our Compure loan officers, our Compure accountants. Uh, You bring good news for our Compure clientele this morning, don't you? Well, yes, we do. This is always the time of year where we announce to our clients, our stockholders, what we're going to be able to do in terms of paying patronage, and that is fantastic news. We let them know uh, within the last week or two that we're going to be increasing the, the dividends paid out from the organization, the cash patronage, are increased by a little over 25% to $125 million, and we're also paying out an additional $52 million of allocated equities. Those checks hit the mailboxes last week, and the cash patronage will be paid uh, August 1st. Boy, and that is real-time money for farmers that are, are really challenged to find every penny they can this year. I think some are going to say, whoa, wait a minute, Rod, that's a big number. That's a bigger number than last year in a, in a challenging economic situation. Explain again the strategy that allows Compeer to be able to do that kind of thing. Well, you're right. It's a bigger number. It's up about 25% for the cash patronage from what it was last year. And 
And, of course, Compeer comes together, and we have a very diverse portfolio, not only in the three states that we, where we have all of our retail offices, but we've got about a, a third of our portfolio spread across the rest of the country. And what that does for us is it allows us to diversify the portfolio so it's not all in dairy and, and corn and soybeans. And that means that as different sectors of agriculture kind of go up and down through the normal cycles, our portfolio stays more steady. It allows our earnings stream to be more constant and kind of weather those cycles. And to so we had a very good year in 2019 that allows us to pay the patronage that we are. What kind of feedback, I mean, sincere, heartfelt feedback, do you get from those farmer growers, those folks that are out there, Rod, getting that unexpected, I mean, you know, they may think that they're going to get a check, but this is kind of an unexpected increase. What, just share for people how what the reaction is like. Well, they're very appreciative, but it, it goes to the heart of the relationship that we have with our clients all over the territory and the three states in, in which we work. Because the primary reason they come to Compeer is to have someone to work with who really understands agriculture and can provide another point of view and some advice to them along the way. And so the patronage is more of a bonus because our interest rates are, and other fees are competitive with the overall market. And so here they get a return as a stockholder. But they were surprised last year, and I think they'll be surprised again this year by the amount of the checks that they receive and very, very beneficial for them as their cash flow is really tight through the current challenges in agriculture. Yeah, you bet. You know, that's the other thing that I've just got to compliment Compeer on. Your team has been fully engaged, no matter the size of the operation or what they're producing. Uh, the, um, the number of seminars, support sessions, one-on-one counseling. I mean, your staff is just nonstop running at this time of the year. And a lot of it is just to be that valued partner uh, another voice to consider when it comes to decision-making. Well, that's that's exactly our philosophy. You summed it up very well. Uh, we do want to be the trusted financial partner to our to our clients. They're family operations and have several people, and they can, they can mull things over, but oftentimes they're sole entrepreneurs, and that means they're out there day in and day out not only doing the work but making all of the decisions and having someone who you trust, who you can go to and say, well, what do you think about this? And how does this fit into my operation? That provides a tremendous value. And that's how we want to position all of our lending staff and insurance officers along the way and all of those team members who interact with our clients to be not just a a source of information on the product, but a trusted advisor to help them with those decisions. You know, the other thing that always crosses my mind, Rob, and when I talk with some of your staff, uh, you know, they say that they are reaching out to, I'll say, kind of beginning farmers or maybe farmers that are uh, working with a a non-ag bank right now to help them understand the differences in relationship sometimes when it comes to working with the professionals at Compeer and maybe just somebody that lent you early money, maybe because you had a home mortgage with them or something like that. It it really is a pivotal decision to have somebody that understands agriculture be on your side, especially if you're just trying to get started in an enterprise. Well, it is, and, and if a client hasn't had that relationship in the past where they really have an advisor, not just a lender, it makes a world of difference. And so the first time they experience it, that's when we get the feedback and the level of appreciation. Say, I didn't understand what what I was missing here. Uh, along the way. Uh, 
Uh, and so that it, I know our, I know our staff has a great sense of appreciation and connection with our clients, and that's part of the reward for our team is to to hear back that feedback from our clients uh, all along the way. You know, and you mentioned the the part time farms and the small farms, and that's an increasing focus because as agriculture continues to change, there are more and more of the of the farmers out there who have some off farm income, so they're not there uh, all day every day. And uh, we're, we're trying to structure our operations to make sure that we can meet the needs of part-time farm operations as well. Well, and I also want to remind folks there are, you know, there's a lot of the segments uh, in our U.S. economy that are doing really well. If uh, son or daughter is uh, thinking about building a house on uh, the back 40, but because it's not conventional, shall we say, you're having a hard time figuring out which direction to go. Boy, that's when I really tip my hat to Compeer. I mean, I've I've advised people that did not know how to purchase raw land, how to get a construction project going uh, out in the middle of the country. You know, the Compeer folks, this is second hat for you guys. Well, it's, it's you're right. The construction lending is a specialty in and of itself. But the other challenge for many folks in, who want to live in rural areas, whether it's either a small rural community or outside in the country on a small acreage, is oftentimes those loans, uh, you can't get a long-term conventional fixed-rate loan because they're, because of too much ag influence or too much rural influence along the way. And so that's a, a, another niche that Compeer can fill because we offer 30-year fixed rates on all kinds of rural property. That's our specialty, and so we love those properties, whereas in the secondary market, they're built more around uh, properties that are in a town or city of, of larger population. Right, right. Uh, along with us this morning, Rod Hebring, President and CEO of Compure Financial. If you're just tuning in, the good news is if you are a client of Compure Financial, uh, patronage program kicking in again. Now, paint the picture one more time for us, Rod, on if they haven't already seen it, what uh, Compure clients can expect to see in the mailbox. Well, we are we are distributing $177 million total from our 2000. Uh, 19 earnings. It's about 50% of our total earnings. The first $52 million of that has already been mailed, and that's from allocated equities from prior years. And then the other $125 million will be distributed in cash patronage from 2019 uh, about August 1st of this year. Boy, and that is some welcome news for a lot of farm families all across to Wisconsin, all across the upper Midwest. Thanks, Rod, for delivering the message yourself. Appreciate it. And I'll uh, make sure that I catch those stories from the folks that are going to the mailbox finding that good news, too. All right? Well, thank you, Pam. It's always great to talk to you and, uh, and good to share the kind of news on patronage that we did today. Boy, that is for sure. Rod Hebring, President, CEO, Compeer Financial. If you're not doing business with Compeer, you need to investigate all of the assets that are right there at your disposal. They've got so many locations around Wisconsin. Remember, Compeer, a combination of the former Ag Star out of Minnesota, western Wisconsin, along with First Farm Credit out of Illinois and Badger Land Financial out of Wisconsin, 144 counties.